Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm James. And welcome to the Cornwall Property Podcast, where every week we bring you the latest news, hot topics and guidance around the Cornwall property market. Stay tuned to be informed, inspired and to have any of your property-related questions answered by trusted local property professionals. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dan and I am again, once again, on my own this week because James is at home with his newborn little lady. So again, it was with just me this week. Thank you again for joining. And this is our Ask Dan and Dan episode in this occasion. So what we're doing here with the Cornwall Property Podcast, if you're not a regular listener, thank you for joining us. We are here to inform, educate, inspire you guys to get involved with property and hopefully make a little dent in helping to um, solve this whole Cornwall housing crisis and the shortage of housing. So what we have is where this episode is where listeners get in touch with us with questions that they've got and then we just help um, answer those as best as we possibly can. So the first question I've got here is from Paul who is in Falmouth and Paul has said I've been wanting to start investing for some time and your podcast and great content has inspired me to take action. Brilliant Paul, great to hear. I'm wanting additional cash flow so being located in Falmouth I'm naturally looking at student HMOs. Understood. Is now a good time to get in with mortgage rates where they are? Okay, Paul, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for the for the kind words and, uh, and first of all, taking action, which is great. Um, and also, yeah, I completely understand HMOs in in Falmouth would be a natural um, option for increasing cash flow. But see, when you when you're making choosing your strategy, your chosen property strategy, you need to be looking at well, what do I want? Is it uh, cap? Um, capital growth so long-term in, um, growth or like as a pension pot most people look at property as or is it cash flow now you want something that's going to give you some extra income every month i'm sure everyone could do a bit of that so here paul you've identified hmos because it's an option for extra income each month brilliant obviously one things i'd let you know and make sure you're clear about are with that extra income comes a lot of more headaches a lot more work a lot more maintenance because you've got more people work living in one place um obviously there's option there's possibilities that you may have tenant issues as well with guys they don't always get on um, normally with students you they they have one kind of contract um in the tenancy so they have like a, a lead tenant in, as such that may not be as much of an issue and also are you going to manage yourself are you going to self-manage or get an agent to manage it i'd recommend getting an agent because it just takes the has, um, hassle out of it and the headaches are out of it but it's also finding uh, an agent that is very um reliable knows what they're doing and and can deal with the workload as well of course so answering your question is now a good time to get in with the mortgage rates well if you listen to the podcast last week episode 50 mentioned how the mortgage rates have just dropped for the first time um, or been out eight weeks and that is good but what we're finding because james and i we invest we have a uh, hmo portfolio as well and what we're finding is that lenders are actually at the moment far more um open and they're encouraging uh, lending to HMO investment properties. Now they see it, and why? Because it, previously it wasn't necessarily the case, especially with the, with COVID going on. But um, at the minute, they're seeing with everything, with the incomes and everything um, where they are, the cost of living going up. They see that HMOs are actually a low risk, lower risk lending option for them. So we are actually getting the best rates we've got at the minute are actually on our HMO mortgages because the lenders are, are, have a lot more appetite for that because they see it as a lesser risk. Um, why do they see it as a lesser risk? Well, I imagine because they see it as uh, income coming from different, um, lots of different people, then you've got less chance of um, not being able to f- uh, afford the rent. So, Paul, with regards to timing, I don't think time is a bad time now at all. Um, and if anything, if you wait maybe a little bit longer, as I mentioned last week in the podcast, um, rates will start going. We've got uh, lenders that um, we just, we had a rate of 5.5% on top of my head. Um, for a HMO mortgage 
we were trying to secure ASAP, but I know rates are starting to get a little bit more attractive again. And as soon as one more a lender drops, you tend to find the domino effect, the others start to follow. So I think HMO is a good avenue if you're looking for cash flow. Definitely recommend uh, maybe network with a few local agents who are uh, specialists in the student market, but it doesn't have to be a student HMO. Um, we've got properties that uh, are young professional or just professional HMOs, house shares. And HMO, sorry, I should have said house of multiple occupancy. So essentially, for those that aren't familiar, it's a house where you share, it's a shared house where you've got uh, three or more people living under one, one roof um, and they're all from different families. So... Yes, definitely worth getting in touch. Speak with some mortgage lenders as well. See if they can get some uh, steer on where uh, lenders are looking at the minute and do they think it's going to get any better anytime soon. But uh, always, always, and the best time, one quote that always sticks with me, Paul, the best time to invest in property was yesterday. Um, because look, if it's a long-term game, a long-term, uh, you're not looking for a quick fix, but it looks like you're looking for, to hold this for some time, then over time, you're not going to lose out on property. It's going to be going up in value. So hopefully that helps, Paul. Any other questions on those uh, answers, please do get in touch and let us know. But um, I wish you all the very best with that. The second question for today's show is from Eve. And Eve is in Stithians. And Eve says, I am in the process of purchasing a buy-to-let investment property, which happens to have a tenant currently in situ. Okay. The tenant has been in the property for over two and a half years. The property is managed by a local agent who has been in charge of the property for over 10 years also. I like the idea of buying with a tenant in situ as I'll be earning from day one. I believe we have everything covered with regards to buying with a tenant in situ, but wondered if you had any additional guidance I may have missed. Thank you in advance for all your help and the great content. Eve, brilliant. Great to hear you are, are taking action and um, great to hear what it sounds like. You got offer accepted and you're progressing quite nicely with this purchase and this buy-to-let property. So a massive well done. Great to see and, and to hear even. So brilliant. Things to bear in mind. So you've got a tenant in situ, tenant has been there for a good couple of years now you've got an agent managing it by the sounds of it who has been there are you going to stay with the agent are you going to self-manage that's probably one question that i'd look at but with regards to a few things i've tried to um, look at what could go wrong what you need to be aware of so i've made five little points here i was going to share with you so first thing i'd be looking at if i'm buying a property with a tenant already in situ is i'd be asking for the history payment history from that tenant so are they in arrears are they all up to date really important you don't want to be buying a property if you know the tenant owes money and they're not paying the rent um also that that paying on time is key one so making sure that they they're not erratic so they don't pay one uh, on the fifth on one month and then they pay on the seventh on another and then it's like the 15th on it you need to make sure that they've got a set payment date and that they're paying on time every time so those are what's one thing i'd look at a second would be um see if the rent has changed much over the last few years if it's market rate for example how are you going to do that speak with the agent who's currently letting it for a start looking at comparables what properties similar to yours are being rent for, rented for currently um, and you're looking there essentially oh, am i getting market rent if i'm not is it something you want to obviously be increasing because then you've got to think about well look, depending on how off market rent you are you might choose to stay at a slight lower rate because it might mean that the tenant stays longer or you might think, well, no, I need to be making a little bit more money on this now. I need to be bringing it up to market rate. Um, and you're going to be in, implementing an increase where you need to just start looking at, well, how big of an increase is this going to be? How are you going to do it? It's not going to look great. As soon as you take over the property, you go and slap a big increase on um, the rent as well. 
it might make a little bit of an unrest with the tenants. So these are all things that I'd be looking at, doing a little bit more research on. Third would be um, making sure that you're fully compliant, making sure the property is fully compliant. Um, and again, if it's been managed by an agent, I'd like to think it will be, but believe me, I've seen horror stories where it hasn't. So how do you make sure it's compliant? Making sure the tenancy setup is all on an, um, the correct tenancy contracts, making sure the deposit has been protected, um, making sure the gas safe certificates have been um, issued to the tenant upon... Um, entering the uh, taking the, the tenancy out the epc certificates have been um all up to scratch and they are at the adequate uh, ratings and that they've been served and shown to the uh, or issued to the tenant upon taking up the tenancy so that's another area i'd look at and another two i'd say is well also make sure that your solicitor apportions the rent correctly so for example if you're buying a property and your completion is on the 15th of the month for example the month the tenant may pay their their rent on the first of the month. So in essence, when you take over the property, you're going to be due um, half of that month's rent. So it's making sure you've got an arrangement of well, how are you going to get your half month's rent? Is that going to be um, taken off the purchase price? Are you going to be sent that on completion as well as part of the completion statement? So again, that's another area to look at. And the final thing would be to make sure that the tenant, as soon as you do take over the property, that you update the tenants. Um, the, well, inform the tenant of the updated uh, payment. Uh, details so make sure they've got a standing order updated and sent because there's nothing worse than if a tenant still has the uh, original landlord's details and they're sending the payment to them it's not as easy to get the money back from that landlord later on so get on that be really proactive if hopefully they're just paying the agent direct maybe and the the, the agent gives you a statement and pays you so if that's the way it goes then great but if not definitely get onto that straight away but eve all the best with it hope that helps cover a few little things that may not have uh, crossed your mind and uh if there's any other questions from the back of that, please do let us know. But guys, that is it from today's episode of Ask Dan and Dan. Um, and yeah, I hope that's given you some value and some content. And should you have any questions property related that you'd like to throw at James and I, please do not hesitate to get in touch. Get in touch via Instagram at uh, Cornwall Property Podcast on Facebook. Send us a message on there also, or you can send us an email at hello at the property CornwallPropertyPodcast.com. Thank you again. That is a goodbye from me and I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.